This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So as the weather warms up, we're outside gardening or doing yard work. There are so many opportunities for skin issues, right? And for me, it's always a mystery to know what's going to irritate my skin, but I'm definitely out there itching and scratching. But the good news is active skin repair always seems to save the day. Active skin repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, making it suitable for use on all skin types, all parts of the body, and even on rosacea, eczema, and acne-prone skin. Here's what I want you to do. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and get 20% off your order when you use code JOYFUL. Again, that's www.ActiveSkinRepair.com. Find out more about the product and get 20% off your order when you use the code JOYFUL. Are you already signed up for Joyful Courage 10 Holiday Edition? Because you're going to want to sign up. We start Thursday. We start Thursday. You guys, this is free. Free 10 days. Get intentional. Create amazing holiday memories. Like, come on. You're going to want to participate in this. It's going to be fun. It's all about community, support, low stress, low maintenance. I want you there. Check it out at www.joyfulcourage.com slash jc10. Joyful Courage Parenting Podcast, Episode 70. listeners. Welcome back to the podcast. If you noticed in that first little promo clip, um, the sound of chainsaws in the background, that's because my husband's home and he's working on his chainsaws. (laughs) Do your husbands do that? We have so many chainsaws in our garage. It is not normal. All right. Anyway, hi, how are you? I am your host. I am Casey O'Rourke. I am the person behind Joyful Courage and um, the host of this podcast. So hi, how's it going? If you are a new listener, welcome to the party. And um, if you like this show, please know that there's lots of others to listen in on. And uh, if you're a regular, hey, thanks. Thanks for continuing to show up and support our community. And I can I just tell you how proud I am of our community? So do you, are you in the Live in Love with Joyful Courage Facebook group page? If you're not, head in there because there is some really beautiful sharing going on there. Amazing support, totally non-judgmental, all about the love. And I just couldn't be, you know, I mean, it kind of makes me weepy. I'm so proud of that space and um, so in love with all the people that are in there showing up, speaking their truth. So check it out. All right. Check it out. Live in love with joyful courage on Facebook. So uh, my guest today, my guest today is Luna Leverett. 
And she is a speaker and a podcast host. She has a wildly popular podcast called Confessions from the Minivan. And she is also a speaker. Did I say that? She does live speaking events in her area. And this is what I love about Luna. This comes straight from her website. My mission is to start a revolution where we begin to be real with ourselves and others, to be respectful of each other, and to be free to let go of guilt and stress. Hello. That sounds amazing to me. Luna also is a blogger and active on social media. So Luna has a talk that she gives locally in her area that is called um, Getting Real with Christmas and Letting Go of Stress to Simplify the Holidays. So I invited her to come onto the show. And you'll hear me talk a little bit about this at the very beginning. I wanted to kind of broaden the uh, lens not just for Christmas but all the holidays if you look up holidays in December there are so many holidays and there are so many people celebrating so many beautiful sacred rituals and so I want to make sure that um, no matter what your faith or what your tradition is that you're going to feel like you're getting something out of this conversation Luna was great it was easy to talk to her and she has some really really helpful tips around small things that you can do to just let go of the stress. If you're on my newsletter um, list, you know I just spoke about this in the newsletter that went out this morning. Um, Stress is real and it's like this weird time warp right now between Thanksgiving and the holidays and there's so much to do that we forget what's important or we don't even really like we're just so at the surface level that we kind of miss the opportunity to declare what's going to be important to us. So Luna's on to talk about it. I am going to be back after the interview to talk about the 10-day program that starts December 1st, which is in two days, and give you some more encouragement for signing up. Just do it. Sign up. Be a part of it. Join us. Um, but I'll I'll wait till the end to tell you more about that. For now, let's meet Luna. Hi there, Luna. Welcome to the Joyful Courage Parenting Podcast. Hi, Casey. Thanks for having me. Will you please share with the listeners about who you are and what you do in the world? All right. Well, Luna Leverett, and I wear several hats. One, I'm a mom to a seventh grader and a fifth grader. They are 12 and 11, which sounds really impressive for three months out of the year, but the rest of the time they're two years (laughs) apart. I'm also a public speaker. I help overwhelmed and stressed out women find peace and contentment by simplifying life. And a wife of 18 years and what I call a recovering middle school teacher. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. And so um, our kids are so, I've the, got the fifth grader and the eighth grader. And it's like, oh, I'm back in middle school. Just ha- having them have that experience kind of yes. throws you back there. Yay. Uh, well, oh my gosh, I love your work. I love that you work with women to calm, calm it down, right? Yes. <laughs> Today, we I'm so excited about our topic. Um, we're going to talk about getting real with the holidays, and that's one of the talks that you give. Yes. So we're going to talk a little bit about this, and um, 
when I when we first started talking about this, um, I asked you you the talk you give is getting real about Christmas, right? And I asked if we could broaden the scope to include people who celebrate other holidays in December. So I just wanted to thank you and acknowledge you for being flexible with that. Appreciate it. And when I looked up holidays in December, I was so shocked by the list. There's like three Muslim holidays in in December. That was, I didn't realize that. And it included Christian holidays and there's a Mexican celebration and the Swedes are celebrating something and the, and, you know, of course, Hanukkah and there's pagan celebrations and Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. I mean, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, there's so much going on in December. It's no wonder we're all <laughs> a little bit dazed, right? Yeah, I think it comes from <clears throat> the dark and cold and pent up feeling that people must have had centuries ago because, you know, of the weather and whatnot. Let's add some light to things. Let's uh, let's yeah. have celebrations and good food. And there are so many things. When I taught sixth grade, I had to teach how to write research papers. And so I made it this topic and I let them choose which winter holiday do you want to research? And I loved it because we got to share with the class what we were learning. We learned about so many different cultures. Yeah, that's so cool. We actually... Um... We do a solstice party at our house and it's just a celebrate. Well, it's just a party, really. I just call it a solstice party. But, it, you know, the underlying idea is, you know, there's this darkest day, but the next day is a little bit more light Yep. and a little bit more light. Awesome. So what, how did you find yourself talking about this? So you, you had that sixth grader experience, but as far as the talk that you give about getting real about Christmas, how did you find yourself in front of people talking about that? Well, I used to work for a company called Once Upon a Family, which doesn't exist anymore. But we, our job was to help moms create strong family ties by doing research-based activities. And all the research was really amazing and that it's the small, simple, inexpensive things that we just do over and over and over again. When I would ask people what their favorite tradition is, it would normally start with, well, every blank. We would blank. And that's the stuff that really builds strong memories and family ties for our children. So I I originally taught on traditions throughout the year, Mm -hmm. but I found that December offers so many things that people were really, really stressing out. And it's against all the research that shows what makes for happy holidays. And so I created my own talk that helped women go through that giant to-do list that they have and how to pare it down so that they can be peaceful. I jokingly tell a story about my mom and dad and Christmas that my dad would tease my mom every year for about the last three months of the year about how many days it was until we cut down the Christmas tree. And she would just like cringe. And Oh my uh, gosh, that's so me right now. That's <laughs> so me. My daughter keeps saying like, this many days till Christmas. And I couldn't understand as a kid, it's like, Christmas is great, and it's wonderful, and it's food, and it's family, and it's gifts. Why are you so cranky? And then I became a mom. And I went, oh, crud. Yeah. This is why. You know, because we're the magic makers. Santa gets all the... Credit. Yeah. And we're the ones <laughs> doing everything. So um, that really motivated me to help women, because I want I want our children to have happy memories of their mom at Christmas time. And not us over there hitting the bottle because we're so stressed out. 
I can't even imagine how annoying Santa is to all those other religions that do not celebrate Christmas. I was thinking about that today. The music being everywhere, the decorations mm-hmm. being everywhere. And uh, yeah, it's, it's in your face. It's, it is so in your face, in your ears. It's it's everywhere. So, you know, I've met people who, even though they're Jewish, still celebrate the tree and the gifts and everything because they wanted their kids to experience that. So sometimes when you're celebrating other things and you're living in our culture, the way it's so dominated by the commercialism, mm-hmm. it's it's got to be even more stressful. Yeah. So when you're when you go out and give your talks and then I'm I'm guessing I'm guessing that you probably do a little mingling with the moms either before or after. What are some of the big like what are the big stressors that show up in conversation with moms around the holidays? <laughs> one of the biggest ones is one that when I tell them they don't even have to do it at all, you just hear this <gasps> like what? But it's Christmas cards. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's right? Really- Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Thank God, spring into summer is my favorite time of year. After turning 50 last September, I've been really working on my physical health and well being and can honestly say that I am feeling better in my body than I have felt in a very long time. Yes, credit goes to movement and working out, but even more credit goes to how I'm feeding my body. That's why I love Factor. I fuel up with Factor's no prep, no mess meals, 35 different meal choices, and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. I always have a new flavor to explore. It's amazing. You can crush your wellness goals this May, keep time in the kitchen to a minimum, and enjoy effortless support for the lifestyle you want to be living with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust from Factor. Head over to factormeals.com slash joyful50 and use the code joyful50 to get 50% off your first First box plus 20% off your next month. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50. Again, that's 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Yes, yes, yes. Join me. Join me in the health revolution and feel really good this summer. Hey friends, as a podcast listener myself, I always get so excited to share when I find a new show that I think is super useful. So today I want to tell you about Understood Explains. This is a podcast that tackles one important topic per season. And this season is all about navigating individualized education plans and is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube. Getting the support our kids need in school can feel tricky, and we aren't always sure what it is that they need. When I listened to the episode titled, Does My Child Need an IEP? It offered up so much useful information that I could really see supporting parents who are in this consideration. The host is so knowledgeable and really breaks down the content in a way that helps listener go from completely overwhelmed to actually starting to feel empowered. Other episodes in the series highlight the difference between IEPs and 504 plans, as well as a whole episode that busts common myths about special education. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Understood Explains. So check it out. You won't be sorry. 
because you know in the old days you just you got a card pre-made and you you know wrote a little note and then you mailed it to him but now we make everything we make such a big deal out of but now it's okay well we have to get the family picture and we all have to be wearing the same kind of clothes that means I have to start shopping in June to make sure we all have the right tops and the bottoms and then we have to have a professional photographer and we have to find just the right place and you know I'm lucky if I get all four of us to look at the camera and smile at the same time mm -hmm. And so then there's that, then there's the ordering and the printing and the, and, you know, I can get a stamp on an envelope, which is fine, but for some reason getting it out to the mailbox is like, <laughs> you might get it by January. And the thing is, we don't, A, we don't have to do anything that you feel like everybody else is doing. Right. But B, I realized, because I stopped doing Christmas cards like 10 years ago, on, on social media, Say you've got 115 people on your Christmas card list. A hundred of them are already connected to you. Mm -hmm. There's nothing you can tell them in a Christmas card they haven't already heard. And there's <laughs> no picture you could take to hide the brouhaha your family's gone through all year long. That is so funny. My cover photo on Facebook right now is our picture from last year's Christmas card. So true that. <laughs> And so, and then I have, you know, there, people always want to argue with me when I say, well, you don't have to do that. Well, but, but, well, right. what about Aunt Ginny and Uncle Fred? And you know what? I said, if those are your 15 people that aren't on social media, then you just reduce your list down to 15. Yeah. So, yeah. So that is stressful. Um, I think just trying to make this big, memorable Norman Rockwell kind of thing for mm -hmm. our kids is the, the other big stress. And the thing is that, you know, he was an artist. Those things aren't real. Yeah. And, and then it, it may be that for 30 seconds and then the rest of the time, then, you know, the drunk uncle like falls down and the dog eats the turkey and you know, whatever. So I think our expectations are just very high on what it is that we have to provide for our children. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems like this time of year, it goes so fast and it's like life on steroids and yep. all the regular stuff is there, right? You still got to make sure people eat, you parent, bedtime still arrives, you know, morning routine shows up, but then there's other, like I think about the regular stuff, the everyday stuff, but then there's these layers on top of it, right? Of expectation and the baking <laughs> and the so money, sugar. like, right, 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 right. Because not only are you baking, but you're also consuming crazy yeah. stuff, which, by the way, everyone, the food you put in your body will influence the experience that you have. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, but then there's the layers of the finan like for the financial layer, yes. I know, can be so stressful. The scheduling, where do we got to be, when we got to be there. I remember when the kids were, it might have been what the first, our first Christmas with Rowan. And we have family that lives about 45 minutes away. And there was a big family celebration that day. Or no, she must have been, she must have been older, um, maybe a toddler. Because I remember the sense of urgency. Like, we got to get through the presents so we can get ready, so we can go. And it was like, what? And so Ben, my husband and I, just told our families like we're not going anywhere on Christmas like we're yep. we're home um and you can come to us if you want but we're not gonna like take a shower and get ready for you yep. <laughs> so those layers and that you know that's what spins me out and I think a lot of people and I forget all about you know what I want to be celebrating and grateful for and then that's the opening for resentment 
right? Yep. Um, like I mentioned earlier. So what points and tips do you share with the moms that you work with about how to design a holiday that they, what is the holiday that they want to have and how can they help themselves get All there? All right. So there's three M's. Uh, mm-hmm. The first M is know what your mission is. So like you said, what is the holiday you want to create? What is your mission? And I find that it usually falls in uh, one of three categories. Mm -hmm. One is this is about family Mm -hmm. and this is about uh, visiting and giving and receiving of gifts and the food and and just being with family, which is how I was raised. And it was beautiful. Um, some, this is the season for giving and it's a great opportunity for us to teach our children about taking care of less fortunate, Mm -hmm. um, being there for other people, going to convalescent homes and singing, uh, cookies, taking care of elderly, beautiful time for Mm -hmm. that. And then for others, it's the religious reason. Mm -hmm. And while we might do a mix of those three things, one of them stands out as your biggest, um, focal point. Once you figure out what your major focal point is, and it has to be yours, not what's being put on you by your in-laws, not what's being put on you by, uh, what you see on TV, what in your heart is the most important thing for your family that you're creating. Once you figure out your mission, the next M is the minutiae. So what are all the little details that don't support your mission? Because we have so many opportunities to do so many great things in a one month period between like Thanksgiving <laughs> yeah. to Christmas. And if we say yes to all of them, we'll, we'll go nuts. Yeah. And so if your mission is giving and you're hearing all your friends talk about that one neighborhood that has all the great Christmas lights and how they go get Starbucks and then they drive through the Christmas lights, that's that's not giving. And mm-hmm. so it doesn't have to be done for you. Maybe it'll get done sometimes and, and maybe it won't, but don't stress out. Your kids will be fine if yeah. you don't go and do that. Um, so you go through that to-do list and you find the things that don't support your mission and you have permission to cross them off because it's just the small little details. Love it. Just what minutia is. And then the third thing is move it. There are people in convalescent homes all year long and they're lonely in June just as much as they are at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. So make a decision that we're going to go June 15th and we're going to go visit convalescent homes or, um, you know, maybe the Nutcracker is a, a, a big thing and you like getting dressed up, you like going out to dinner, you're like enjoying this mm-hmm. opportunity, but it doesn't fit right now. So go see Swan Lake in September. Go see something else at a different time. There's like the cards, if you're set on the Christmas cards, because you say, you know, it's the only way I'm in touch with these people or they look forward to it, to it every year. I literally had somebody tell me, tell me that. Um, you're like, actually, they're recycling that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. No, kind of what I was thinking. Um, I just thought that that was a lot of importance we were putting on ourselves to do a, a yeah. letter. But do it in March. Do it another time. And I tell you, I love receiving the cards. I'm not anti-cards. Mm-hmm. I'm anti-doing them for myself. But mm-hmm. I love getting them, and I love seeing how your family is doing. And I will sit down and read it more likely if it's in March when it's not with all the other mail that's coming. So those are the three things. What's your mission? What's the minutia you can get rid of? And what can you move to another time of the year? Clearing your calendar to to enjoy the things that you do say yes to. Oh, I love that. 
And I do have friends. I have one friend that has always done Valentine's cards. Mm-hmm. And I have another friend whose birthday is Earth Day. So oh. that's when she does her family cards. That's awesome. And they do it every year, which is impressive. Because I'm like, well, every other year. Or maybe every, like, sometimes my friends are like, oh, did I, did I not make the cut? I'm like, no, nobody got cards this year, right? Yeah. And I'm really okay with it. For us, it was every time we moved. It's like, oh, well, we got to tell everybody our new address anyway. So. Yeah. Well, and something else that I think is important, you know, that I struggle with, because I wasn't raised um, with a lot of religion. And, and so then we get to the, there's a couple times of year that are, there's holidays Yet I don't have that connection to the religious part of it. And so then it's so, and I know that I'm not the only person. So then it becomes like, so what do we have if we don't have that? It's just this like really gross consumerism and and Santa and what is, who the hell is Santa? Like, why are we letting a stranger in our house? Right. And they have these, (laughs) all this like weird, like, like inner conflict in the mind. So I really appreciate that mission piece like okay 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 so I know for me it's not the the holiday is not about I mean it's definitely spiritual it's definitely tied to like the earth seasons Mm -hmm. um and it and it can you know I can I can decide I can declare like this is going to be about family and I love the way that you like broke those things down and the permission that you gave with that very last M like move it. Yeah. You, I love that. I love that permission. Um, do you have, what are your rituals or traditions around this time of year? Like what are the, what are the things that you are like, yes, this is a part of our holiday season. Well, my favorite tradition growing up was going to cut down a Christmas tree. We lived near the Santa Cruz mountains in the Bay area in California and so we had these great Santa Cruz mountains right there and we would just drive up the winding road and uh, pick out the, the tree. We did stupid things every year. Like, where are you over here behind the tree? Which <laughs> tree? The green tree. And it's just something we did every year. And then we would go out and have breakfast with hot chocolate with whipped cream on top of it. And uh, we now live up in the Sacramento area where it's not as easy to find wonderful trees like that, but we have found our couple of places and we'll go and get that Christmas tree. I love the smell of a fresh Christmas mm. tree in the house. And so to me, that's still, we've had to modify it for three and a half years. We lived in Kansas. And so there was an artificial tree because there were no Santa Cruz mountains to go to. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I, I was diagnosed with adrenal fatigue about three years ago Mm. and I'm just exhausted. And so that fun, you know, hour drive to go find the perfect tree was taking its toll on me. And I realized what we liked the most was the going out to breakfast part. So we still go out to the same restaurant and then we go to Home Depot and we get a live tree there and Mm -hmm. we bring it home. So that's, that's the must do each year. And there's a, a few other ones. We do Christmas Eve service. Mm-hmm. Uh, being raised, I was also raised where Christmas wasn't a religious thing. And so Christmas Day to me is still about the presence in the family. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's only as I grew older and uh, had the relationship with Jesus that mm-hmm. I went, okay, let's have Christmas Eve. And that's the candlelight service and mm. the, the, just that 
okay, I'm going to focus for this hour on this part. So those are probably the two biggest things we do. We have the same, uh, we go down, we wake up. I made the same decision you did, which was once we had the babies, it was, we're going to wake up in our own home Mm -hmm. on Christmas day. And so that's what we do. Just the four of us. Then we drive down. It's about two and a half hours from here is where my parents are. And my sister, who also lives in the same town I do, takes the same trek as well. And we go down and we do family all together at my parents' house. And then we drive back here that night. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And it's funny. Well, funny, not funny, but interesting. When I was in high school, I went to Catholic school. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly mostly because it was a, like college prep with a yep. Catholic theme. But I was the minority not being raised Catholic, and I used to love to go to midnight mass. Yes. I just loved, I loved the light. I loved the ritual. Candles. Yeah, it just felt really special. So I would always go with my best friend's family. And even when I was in college and would come home, we'd go do that. And, you know, and even just listening to you talk about it, I'm thinking, like, there's no reason that we can't create something as a family that, you know, that kind of feels more... I don't know if solemn is the right word, but just kind of really appreciating sacred, right? Sacred. Exactly. So thanks for that. That Mm -hmm. is a good opening. Okay, now we're going to take a total detour. Yay. Elf on the shelf. (laughs) Okay, here's my public service announcement, listeners. Quit telling your children that he is spying on them and reporting back to Santa, okay? It's not helpful. You probably noticed that there's a lot of reporting back to Santa going on because your kids, I mean, it's just, you can't threaten your kids like that and expect that it's going to be helpful. And then in the end, what? Are you giving them coal? No. Right. No one follows through on it. Nobody follows through. Not that I'm not suggesting that you should. I'm suggesting that you should not make that threat. So we, you know, of course, we, my parents gave us an elf on a shelf. On the shelf, they thought, oh, this is so cute. And mm. I was like, oh, this is so cute. And then I read the book, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, shoot. Which the kids had already seen. Of course, I didn't preview it. We just sat down like, oh, let's find out what this is. And we're reading the book, and I'm, like, getting more and more horrified. And fortunately, I, you know, I don't know if it was their age or, like, just the mentality of our home. That whole piece was kind of lost on the kids. And so we would always say... We just say Elfie, super creative name. Elfie comes after Thanksgiving and he hangs out with us. And when he goes at night, what he does is he does go see Santa, which they know that there's no Santa, but they're like, whatever. Sorry. Spoiler alert. If anyone's listening (laughs) with small kids, sorry. Um, He goes and he talks about how great we are. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And then, you know, he shows up somewhere new. And the funny thing is... um, I think my kids were probably, I don't know, it was many years ago, early on in the elf on the shelf phenomenon. And uh, my I would forget to move him, right? So I would set, I had a nine o'clock alarm. Uh-huh. And Rowan, one time, we did bedtime, whatever, I went downstairs. And apparently my phone alarm went off and my daughter came down and with this look on her face like, really, mom? And she just held up my phone and it just said, Elfie. Or no, it might have even said move Elfie. Yeah. (laughs) She was like, you are busted. And I just said, don't tell your brother. (laughs) But I think it's, you know, I think that, um, you know, it's funny. And I, you know, and I, I get a kick out of, you know, all of the posts that parents do about the mischief that Elfie gets in. 
overnight. But and even that is like totally miss mixed messages, right? Like yeah. do, do the right thing because the elf is watching. And by the way, he's made this huge mess all night long while we were sleeping. And isn't that funny? <laughs> so people like, yeah, for me, it's, No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Ladies, you don't need any other to-do things on your list. I mean, yeah. the tooth fairy has a hard enough time. Getting, oh, my gosh. You know? And so you're asking, you're like doing the tooth fairy on crack every night for 25 days. No one needs that crap. No. It's just, no, you have permission to not do it. And I had a lady the other day say, well, my kids came home from school and said, well, all the other kids have an elf. Well, so what? Yeah. How are we as adults buying into that peer pressure? You do not. And I don't even remember what I told my kids because it came up. I'm like, that's a creepy thing. I don't need that guy scaring. (laughs) And so now they, they freak me out by sitting around the house, like on the back of the couch, like legs crossed that weird look on his face. That's what they do just to freak me out. But I'm like, you know, people, you need to behave all year long and I ain't got time for that. So. Elfie, Elfie comes out and he doesn't move that often. <laughs> <laughs> but you know he what likes- I got? I did. I was I was reading this um, an article on alternatives to Elf on the Shelf, and I kind of was reading that. And then there were some links, and then I, I found these. And and you had mentioned about your three M's, and one of them in mission, one of them being giving. And so I found these really cute. They're called kindness elves. And that, you know, and granted my kids, I mean, Rowan's a teenager and Ian is practically there. You know, I mean, 
they know that they're just little dolls. But I was thinking, wow, I'm going to use, I bought them. They're so cute. And I'm going to each day just have a, because giving is something that's really important to me. And even in this conversation, I'm thinking like, I'm landing on that. I'm really mm -hmm. landing on that as, as mission. Um, and I'm going to use these little kindness elves to give. And every morning, well, every once in a while, not every morning, because that is more work for me. But <laughs> every few days, the kindness elves are going to show up with a little mission for us as a family to do that is giving, giving back. And I haven't made my list yet, but that's my plan. And I love really, it. Yeah, I'm really excited. And they're really cute. Little girl and a little boy. Little kindness elves. But again, I am recognizing this is giving me something extra to do. I have also decided no Christmas cards this year. So there you go. There you go. And, you know, each person gets joy out of different things. Mm -hmm. And so for the people who get joy out of the things that I'm saying I cut out, go for it, yeah. you know? And maybe for you, the artificial tree saves you from having to do all the hunting and the driving around and the, you know, everyone has to find out what it is that feeds their soul and gives them joy. Totally. Because when we're full of that, that's what we can turn around and give to our children. And don't do anything because you have pressure from outside. Your job as a mom is to build a hedge of protection around your family mm -hmm. and not let them get all stressed out and overstimulated on the 10,000 things that get done. Just like we did with, with Christmas day that no nope, Christmas day is at our home. Yeah. Well, and it's funny. It's so funny that you're talking about hunting for a tree. So I live in, um, in Washington state and tree farms are everywhere. And so we had that same ritual where we would go and they'd get a little saw and we'd pick out the perfect tree. And one, I don't know what happened one year. Well, I, I you know, I have a mixed emotions about the cutting down of the tree, uh -huh. whatever. It's my own stuff. Um, and, and we happen to have, because we now live in a house that my mom lived in and she's a total fake tree lady. And I said, one year to Ben, I said, you know, we have the tree in the garage and the lights are already on it. <laughs> like, let's just go get it and plug it in and done and done. And he said he was, you know, prior to that had been, he's a Washington boy. I'm a SoCal girl. So he was very much like, we're not going to ever have a, and he, you know what? We put it up and he was like, oh my God, this is fabulous. And, <laughs> but listening to you and remembering our own experiences with the kids, it was, it is, it's such a fun little ritual to go and hunt down a tree. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens this year. Maybe we'll go hunt one down. <laughs> so coming to a close here, what is, so, I, you know, typically my answer, my question would be, what's your biggest piece of advice? But you've given us so much here and, and, and I think they're all really applicable and practical. And I know that listeners are doing some big takeaways here. I love the three M's, you know, really declaring your mission what's important to you, the minutia piece of taking out those stupid little things that you just kind of, there's so many shoulds like, Oh, I should do this. Mm -hmm. I should do that. <laughs> I shouldn't be a bitch to my kids. Yes. <laughs> um, but you know, take those things out. And I also really appreciate what you talked about. Like there's tradition that can happen at other times of the year. We don't need to wait for December and pack it all in. So thank yeah. you. My last question, Luna, that I always end with is, what does joyful courage mean to you? Well, courage to me, you know, is like head down, get it done, 
you know, life's going to be hard at, at times Mm -hmm. and you might doubt yourself or you might feel other people doubting you and you're, you're just going to go out and you're going to do it regardless. But joyful courage to me is a picture of having chin up, Mm. smile on your face, you know, and, and, you know, for me, parenting, Mm -hmm. it takes a lot of courage to uh, take on the responsibility of raising what needs to grow up to be responsible adults and those little lives, you know, are in your hands from such a young age, but you could either do it scared or you can do it with joy, mm-hmm. even in the arguments and even in the hard times that there's always joy to be found in what we're doing. And if it's just the sweet relationship you have with each of these people in your family that can fill you with joy, gives you what you need to go out and do uh, the courageous job of parenting with your chin up and a smile on. Oh, Luna, I love that. Parenting with your chin up. Yes. Thank you. Welcome. So where can listeners find you and follow your work? Well, I'm at Luna Leverett. That's L-E-V-E-R-E-T-T <laughs> dot com. And I have a, a podcast, Confessions Behind the Minivan. Yes, yes, yes. You um, do. Talk about your podcast. Tell everybody uh, about your podcast. Well, I love my podcast because I wanted uh, for people to have women to listen to that didn't have it all together because none of us do. And I've had some of the funniest conversations with people about, you know, how mothering is just not what we thought it was going to be. And so I said, well, I'm going to interview a whole bunch of different moms who have had different struggles, have them share honestly what they struggled with, what they learned from it and what they would uh, give advice to their younger selves. So yeah, confessions behind, behind the minivan where imperfect moms meet to encourage each other. And I do public speaking. I love going to groups of women and talking about ways that we can be less stressed and overwhelmed and mm-hmm. find more peace and contentment. Yay. Are you on social media? I'm a Facebook junkie. Me too. Um, <laughs> so there's my, there's Luna Leverett, a uh, public speaker is mm-hmm. the professional one. And then there's just so Luna Leverett. And so if you want to see pictures of the dumb things I do, like the time I sprayed moose on me thinking it was body spray. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah. That's <laughs> I'll share the real stuff. Up. Uh, keeping it real, Luna. Thank you. I love your authenticity. I love what you do in the world. Thank you so much for taking time to be on the show. Thank you, Casey. Luna Leverett, isn't she awesome? I had such a great time talking to her, and I encourage all of you to check out her podcast and her website, reader blog. She's a cool lady. Um, I hope that you took something, some good juicy stuff out of that conversation. And yet again, I'm here to invite you, encourage you, implore you to join Joyful Courage 10 Holiday Edition. You know, I think that it is so much easier to be intentional and to be in our practice when we are supported by other people who are on the same path. And that's really the biggest benefit of doing something like Joyful Courage 10 is that you will be a part of a community of people that are all dedicated to creating a really powerful, connected, present holiday experience for their families. And 
So the way that information, I will be giving information, yes, small, little, tiny morsels of goodness each day via the email inbox. I will be sending out short, little bursts of love and encouragement via WhatsApp texting. So when you sign up, you give me your email and you give me your phone number and I'm going to have a WhatsApp group. And uh, so I'll be able to shout out some love to you via WhatsApp each day. And I invite you into the Joyful Courage 10 Facebook group community where you will get to um, share what it is that you're working on. You get to share your celebrations. You get to share your frustrations. And again, it's this community of like-minded people that are doing the same thing that you're doing, working it out and loving on each other um, and in the collective effort and experience that we're all having in the program. Seriously. And I'm hanging out there like all day long. So I'm going to be in there. I'm going to be chatting it up with each and every one of you. And it's just kind of a big love fest. So just do it. Just sign up. Would love to have you. Um, Also, if you are a newsletter person, I just want to let you know, if you've seen it around, I have these beautiful mantra bracelets that I'm selling on the website, joyfulcourage.com slash shop. You can find the bracelets. And for this week, so between Tuesday the 29th, so today um, up until Friday, December 2nd, if you are on the in the newsletter group, I want you to open the newsletter, okay? Because I know you're out there not opening my newsletters. I know who you are. <laughs> so go open the newsletter and there's a promo code that'll get you a 20% discount, which I offered over the weekend for Fantastic Friday and Small Business Saturday and Cyber Monday. I'm extending the 20% discount to newsletter people. So if that's you, check your newsletter. Um, and uh, yeah, because I i mean, these things are flying out, out of my house. So I know that people are excited. There's not much left. I'd like to do a whole new order of them before the holidays. So first I got to get um, the last of these beautiful bracelets out the door. So check it out, joyfulcourage.com slash shop. Also, as you know, you can follow me on Facebook. I'm getting a little bit more dialed in with the Facebook business page and I'm going to start to have daily themes that I'm organizing myself around, which is great. You can find me on Instagram at Joyful Courage and on Twitter at Joyful Courage. So any of those places, please check me out, follow, say hello. And of course, of course, Join us in Live in Love with Joyful Courage on Facebook because that's a really phenomenal group of humans doing the best they can to be the best parents they can be. All right. If you have any feedback that you'd like to give, you can always email me, Casey at joyfulcourage.com. And huge thanks to all of you that have already gotten into iTunes and written reviews for the podcast. It means so much to me when I get to hear about how the podcast is affecting you and helping you. And it 
really helps me grow my listenership. So if you have a few minutes, head on over to iTunes, write me a review. It would be so awesome of you. I would really appreciate it. And my friends, have a great, great day. Okay, have a great day. Drink lots of water. Find a little quiet time for yourself to just be in stillness. And um, yeah, big love. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory. Two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And this is our new podcast, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. What happens when your creative spark just seems to disappear? Gone. Poof. Bye. See ya. What happens when life gets in the way of your creativity instead of nourishing it? That's what happened to Molly and me. We felt like the thing that drove us creatively stopped working and impending doom had in fact impended. Totally. So we decided to do something about it. And that was steal ideas about getting unstuck from the most creative people we can find. We talked to guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. And we're not just talking Bob Ross type paint on paper artists here, though we talk to them too. We're talking to actors, creative directors, dancers, and people who are working hard to be their best creative selves in a world that can sometimes feel real uncreative. We all have something to teach each other, so let's steal their ideas together. Join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Pandemics, school calendars, world events, lack of sleep, oh, get out of their life gunk. And let's get back to your best creative self. Subscribe to Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. You're not going to want to miss an episode. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking it.